Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or the property. It's the location and neighborhood, Dalton. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when we say in-depth, we're talking deep in-depth. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, a home, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Picture this. It's blazing hot outside and you need to head to work. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get the cold air pumping as soon as possible, but it doesn't work. Instead, blowing hot air out of your vents and directly into your face. No, your car doesn't hate you. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the air conditioning system, and there's an easy all-in-one solution that will restore your cold air in no time. There's no need to go to the shop and pay lots of money when you can save time and money recharging yourself with AC Pro Recharge Kits. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience. And the AC Pro app offers clear, vehicle-specific instructions to help you get the job done in less than 10 minutes. So pick up an AC Pro Recharge Kit at any store selling auto products and confidently restore your car's cold air yourself today. Be a pro with AC Pro. What do you think? Did it get up? I am weird, dude. You are weird. <laughs> Mr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. That <laughs> family picnic sometimes <laughs> gives you more than just a potato salad. That's the voice of my co-host and one of my best friends in the whole wide world, Mike Davis. We're screwed. What does that mean? No, we're not standing in that box together in our underwear. <laughs> are you kidding me, Mike? Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Hey everybody, it's Dale Jr. back again for another episode of the Dale Jr. Download, Thursday, September the 14th, the Reaction Show. We've had a heck of a week. I'm in here in the Bojangle studio with Mike Davis, my co-host. How's it going? It's going well. Yep. Good to see you. Um, good to be seen. Yeah. Somebody said that to me one day. I thought, man, that's kind of, that's kind of good. That's how you'll respond it's good to, to be seen. Yeah. It's good to be seen. If, yeah. you're, if you're a narcissist, that's what you would say for sure. Are you serious? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, hey. Glad you got to see me. No, that's not what Does I said. Is that what that means? It's good to be seen. Like, it's good to be alive. Ah, I got it. I see. Good okay. Lord. Okay. How did y'all take it? Y'all didn't take it. I like, took it kind of like, oh, yeah, good to see me, too. Really? Yeah, a little bit. Hey, this is a moment in history where Alex <laughs> actually doesn't Dalton, agree Dalton's with Dalton's right there <laughs> with me. So, all right, maybe I might stop saying that <laughs> Half the people are going, what a <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for my language. <laughs> Just to start off the show. Yeah, that's a real... I don't want to be spreading around the idea that I'm a jerk. Listen, I'm glad you're saying this, Dale, because I have in front of me, so our HR person uh, was listening to you and I rap back and forth last week on our podcast, and she says, what you're saying about Dale, 
you, you, he, we have it in his management by strength, which is a what program. What was the topic? Uh, I'm week? not you even. Remember? Oh, I think it was something about how you get anxiety and so All you'll say time. no, and you'll say no to things, especially if we don't present it in a specific way. Yes. Okay. She sends me your MBS report, mm. and this, this, you know, you'll be glad to know that it doesn't say Dale Jr. is a. It's not in the report. Okay. Uh, but let me read to you what it says. This is based off of how you answered a list of questions. You are harmony-oriented, persist to accomplish results on schedule, you're friendly, easygoing, good listener, it's debatable, good memory, has a long fuse, and tends to hold things within, does not like to be rushed at the last minute. No, that's absolutely true. Prefers to work with people one-on-one, -on -one, can be very direct at times, Tends to lobby for results. Wants time to think, to plan, and to make decisions. Timing is everything for you. What was the log results? What? Wants to th wants time to think. Uh, right before oh, that. Before that. It says, uh, can be very direct at times. Tends to lobby for results. What's that mean? Uh, I, I, like, come on, y'all. Like, I want like, results, Give man. me some results. How can we get results around here? I think it would be good for y'all to make results. Is that lobbying for results? But in a good timing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then communication by strengths, it also says you appreciate people who are candid to the point, take time to listen, avoid rushing you at the last minute, giving you time to plan. And in other words, timing is everything for you. Now, do you think that's true? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Nailed Has it. you pegged? How did they do that? I think we actually sit down and do a sort of a quiz and answer all these That's questions, right. and then we like then we're like, "Oh, damn, that thing is smart." Right. But we actually just kind of told it all of those things. Right. Although there are times when people disagree with what you know the report yeah. comes out for themselves, and um, no, I think it's fair. Um, I am absolutely harmony oriented. Uh, <laughs> well, the good listener. That one I didn't. Do I don't even know what that means. Listener? I don't yeah. even know what that means. Harmony, Harmony oriented. oriented. <laughs> oriented. No, you know what? That is actually true. Okay. That is true. You know why? I don't like to be non-harmony. You don't like conflict. I don't like conflict. If anybody comes Ant to you conflict, if you're anti-harmony, man, I'm not going. That's just we're not going to get along. It. Right? You're all about harmony. Yeah. Yeah. That gets all. I, it I, gets awkward and off off the off the. Uh, if we're not rhyming. And, and, and harmonizing. Talking in song. You want to harmonize? Yeah, we're not talking in song. I don't like it. <laughs> See, I do think that you don't like conflict, but then there's times, especially with me, that I don't think you give a damn if there's harmony or not. Is that is that fair? That's not true. Not true? Nope. You want us to be harmonious. Yeah. I will say that um, we often disagree. We often mm. uh, debate, argue at times. <clears throat> often. Like, we are... We, we're not afraid to counter each other. We're very opinionated and strong-minded about our thoughts, you know. And every time that we don't leave with a resolution or an ant or some sort of agreement, or every time I leave a conversation with you, I have nausea over the fact that we are not settled. We are not in harmony. So, and I mean, I'm like that with most people that I care about. Like if you're mm -hmm. If we're not in a good place, it's bothersome 
and it's something that I can't get off my mind. Yeah, right. I, I actually <laughs> believe that. Um, yeah. And again, you know, you say that uh, that you and I can disagree. Even a well, silly, this is, even simple disagreement. I'm, I'm not talking. I'm not trying to give people an opinion that we and you have these battles uh, yeah, that just go on raging. No, no, we'll just disagree about something silly. Right. And it bothers me. Those little, even those little things. But it says you appreciate people who are candid, and I like to think that I can be candid. I hate not completely. knowing. That's another thing, yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, it's not so much that I want you to be candid, but it's the not knowing that's the bothering part. Like, tell me how you think. Tell me what you feel. I'd rather, even if I don't like it, I'd rather just know straight up where you're at, not be going, man, I think he's bullshit, or I think he didn't tell me the whole truth, or I think he's trying not to hurt my feelings, or try not to mm. upset me. Right? I just just give it to me. I'll, I'll digest it. I'll figure it out, right? You're right. I mean, Amy comes to me and she's like, this is what we're doing tonight. Or tomorrow you got to do X. And I'm like, oh, and I'll spin out. Right. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. she's like, why can't I just come to you and tell you this and you just do it, accept it. Let's ha this happening. And I'm like, I will be there in like five minutes. Just give me a, <laughs> give me a minute to like, work through this. Give me a minute to be in shock and then sort of <laughs> wrap my brain around it and go, okay, I'm doing that. Or that's what we're doing. I, you know, it might be like, I've got a, you know, a, we're going somewhere. I got a plan. This is how I think it should go. Right. Mm -hmm. And I've envisioned how it's going to be. Right. We get right up on the cusp, go to, 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 to do it. And, her, you know, she has a whole different vision than I do on how this is going to go, who might be there, whatever, right? And I'm like, damn, I thought it was going to be X, and it's now Y? And she's like, "What is? why do you have to get so spun out over that? I'm like, well, give me five minutes to be spun out, and then I'll be bought in, you know? Yeah. I, I think that that applies to everybody around you, not just Amy, just for the record. I mean, like. Oh, I you, do it with everybody. I was yeah, just yeah. using that yeah, as an yeah, example. Yeah, that's an example. Yeah. Right, right, right. No, that's true. Yeah. But what do you think about the good listener part? Do you think you're a good listener? Because I, I, I got a theory on this. I think you actually are probably way better of a listener than what people. Super good. Well, I. I think I'm good at it. I think that you just don't put off the vibe that you're listening. Nope. I'm a good listener, though. Yeah. Yeah, see, I just disagree. You know what? I you don't to, think? You were just getting ready to say all I was, what? Were you not right. teeing it up like a, and you give me. Candidly speaking. Give me this I'm, vibe I, that you're like. Candidly speaking, to, I tried to make convince myself that you're a good listener but no I don't, no no, no. I, I think, think once i agreed then you about faced out of the out of the conversation give we, me five minutes and i will work this out in my head and i will be agreeable yep, with you i think if i had not <laughs> said a word you would have kept going down the road of dale jr you're very good listener no Until I, I agree with true. you you turned no, around no. and about faced. is that not what just happened that's not what just should happened. we roll the tape back yeah, you're not listening you're not listening I started off, in fact, if you go back, rewind the tape. Oh, when I read this, I said, good listener. And I said, that's debatable. Okay. So I started a point thinking you're not a good listener. I tried to give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And I tried to say, maybe you are a good listener, but you just don't really put off the vibe or the appearance that you're listening. For instance, you may be listening to everything by, while looking at your phone. Right? But when you look at somebody looking at their phone, you don't feel like they're listening. Not at all. Not at all. Yep, you're right. And I think you have a your opinion about me being a good listener is biased because we sit here at this podcast table all the time. That's fair, right? Yeah. And so you're you're more often than not probably annoyed by my habits. Oh, I think I have your ear way more than everybody else, frankly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, True. Yeah. I mean, listen, you and I get a lot of times to all right. say things. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, all right, all right. Well, the, that this was is entertaining. your management by strength. Man, thank you. You're a blue, whatever that means. Blue is probably the best color to be. <laughs> it is. Now, I don't think that. Yeah, honestly, there's reds, greens, yellows, blues. Yeah. And you know, and if I was a look, there's not a wrong color. It's not. You know, That's people, right. I don't know if people even know what the hell we're talking about, but <clears throat> you take these sort of quiz test things when you go into organizations and businesses, and they'll give you a color, and it's sort of got this little heartbeat graph on it. And then all of this information here is in your file for people to to gather. If they're going to sit down in a room and have a conversation with you in a business, in, in a workplace, they can get this information. So it helps them know how to kind of approach you, right? It's on our nameplates, actually, our color. So the colors are on the nameplates at the office else. door. Yeah, it's supposed to inform everybody else. This is how and I gotta be they honest, prefer man. to be dealt with. I, I mean, if I had a red, I'd be a little pissed. I mean, why is what what red seems like? That's what your sister is. Warning, warning. Be careful around this person. They're they're red. Red sound red's like uh red gives off this vibe of no patience will blow up in your face any second. Like get out of the way. Right. Like, right. Don't annoy, don't bother. That is uh that is the perception. I'll agree with that, but that's not that's exactly not. what it means. What it means is that they're just very direct. They're not going to go. Red is direct. They're not going to go coddle yeah. you. With, they're just going to try to hit you with. Blue a is fact. like. Blue is very calm. What is blue? Blue is very calm and easy. Yellow uh, gives me this sort of hyper vibe. Yeah. Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt um, that's what that like is. Hair on fire, running around, panicky. No. Oh, I think I was describing the blue. Green. Blue people are harmony-oriented, persist to accomplish results yeah. on schedule, friendly. That, and then she highlighted the things that, yeah. you know. Green uh, gives me the vibe that, man, this person's real positive. That's They're, what I am. So I'm just saying. Now, <clears throat> this is some boring to most people listening to it. But when they give colors to this test thing, or what, what do you call this? Management by strength. It's personality okay. test. <clears throat> All right, personality test. When they give it a color, man, it throws me off. Because you have your own definition. I have. I know. So I look at the color and I go, oh, I assume X, Y, and Z about the person. I don't really know. I ain't read this person's information, right? Right. right. But I'm like, oh, green, they're probably really positive, always forward, always everything's great. I think the idea is <clears throat> in the assumption by the MBS people is that you And since I'm blue, I mean, I'm very favorable for blue people. <laughs> of course you are. Yeah. And <laughs> right. if I walk up and you're, you got the blue mark, I'm like, yes, one of me. One of us. Brothers. Brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're like-minded. we got a team dinner tonight, 7 o'clock <laughs> if you want to be there. It's just blues. <laughs> don't show up if you're another color. Yeah. Right. And if I see red, man, I don't, I don't go in there. Well, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> if I see it, I don't hey. Maybe there I are, ain't seen it. There are a lot of reds in this in building. In this room, probably. And yeah. you are Sorry if I'm offending them. you, reds. <laughs> yeah. Reds, Kelly Earnhardt's a red. L.W. Miller's a red. They, no freaking surprise there. Two, what happens when two reds marry? No freaking surprise there. Both of them are hotheads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right then. My assumption, just based on colors. Chad Knauss is a red. Yeah, sure. I believe it. <laughs> My assumption based on colors is correct, man. Mm-hmm. Stay away from the reds. <laughs> Good heavens. <laughs> oh, poor reds. Poor reds. Uh, Alex, do you know what color you are? Oh, blue. Well, of course you are. Yeah. Easy going, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is that what that means? Yeah. yeah. Good, you know, I mean, you could have guessed that. Produce podcast. You well. could have guessed that. What color? <laughs> hey, guess, guess Dalton. 
Guess yeah. Dalton. Guess Dalton? Guess Dalton. All right. Well, Dalton Greco. <laughs> Great last name. I'm going to say Dalton's green. Hey, look, man. Oh, I'm really? telling you, I got this. So run it. So run I got the this. I got this. All right. What's Dustin? Dustin, Dustin is our camera guy. <laughs> Dustin's yellow. Dustin, Dustin. Dustin's yellow for sure, man. Nope. You need to retake the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what what color are you? You're all the colors. Really? Oh. All right, all right. I, well, I you believe just offended it. a fellow blue. <laughs> <laughs> we always do that to him at the but the blue. He dinners. wasn't at the last meeting. That's why <laughs> we're always messing with him at the dinners. Yeah. Hey, um, that makes sense. He's pretty chill. <laughs> chill, chill is not what blues are. Though. Yes, it is. Yeah. I don't think blues so. are very cool, cool color, easy and going. I mean cool in temperature. <laughs> <laughs> come on man oh man i'm not even gonna discuss temperature but andrew crone's not in the room but as soon as i do that it turns into a joke on me and i'm just gonna stay away from it <laughs> uh, well you appreciate people who are candid to the point i think that also would explain dustin yeah um uh takes time to listen that's definitely a dustin you know you don't like time you don't like dealing with people that uh you know aren't paying attention don't mm-hmm. want to listen Anyways, all right. Well, that was fun. There you go. There you go. Hey, thank you to our HR lady. Maybe she gave me yeah. stuff that I wasn't really supposed to use on air, but I did anyway. Anytime you bring when you bring up the HR lady, I mean, I get a little nervous. Right. Most people would, right? <laughs> You're like I talked to our HR lady. I'm like, oh shit. Right. What what happened? Usually, uh, when she's talking to me, it's not about this podcast. Yeah. It's about our friends down the road. No. Yeah down the road what color is brett what color is brett ah, freddie and mighty. tj okay brett's red freddie's so. green yeah i think so. i think you're right tj's yellow yeah what does yellow mean again in real world not dale world. hair on fire erratic <laughs> i don't think that's what that <laughs> wild erratic card. wild card yeah <laughs> dangerous <laughs> unpredictable yeah Debris on the track. <laughs> yes, caution, caution, caution. <laughs> be aware. Yeah. Be, be, yeah. be leery. Approach with caution. Yeah, not, approach with do caution. Do not trust. Right. Combustible yeah. might might blow up in your face. Might turn into a red any <laughs> minute. <laughs> All right. Well, we've just redefined the whole MBS program. They'll be they'll they'll be glad to know. We've got this. <laughs> We'll add colors before it's all over with. You know, there's an orange. Well, it, there's not. But there will be before we're done with it. That'd be cool. I'd yeah. be like You'd love to be orange. I'd be down yeah. to be wonder, an orange. I wonder how you could trade your blue in for an orange. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to answer the questions correctly. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll be an orange. <laughs> right. As long as the question is, what color do you want to yeah. be? <laughs> orange. Hey, yeah. look at there. <laughs> All right. Did we have any plan for today? <laughs> because apparently none of our colors mean All right, prepare man. for a I, podcast. No, we got a great conversation to have. So a okay. um, um, couple things, man. Uh, let's Hank Parker Sr. reaction. Great interview. Great guy. Thanks uh, to anybody who's listening to that show. Um, I know that, you know, our, our, our listeners sort of trickle in over time. Everybody gets to it when they get to it, but... I think everybody's going to enjoy that one. There was a mega moment for me, right, when he's talking about how inadequate dad felt as a father. And, um, man, that was a heavy, heavy moment. I wanted to say something. Uh, You know, 
I'm not going to apologize for all of the Dale Earnhardt conversation that we have. I'm not going to apologize for becoming Earnhardt or whatever we do in the future with that or all the guests that we have come in here that talk about dad. Um, That's important to me. I get a ton from it. Um, I think our listeners enjoy it. I know that we go heavy on the Earnhardt stuff. I know we do. Sometimes it's heavy for me. Sometimes it's a little bit too much for me. But most of it's necessary. Um, and it's part of the process to get through the conversation. But yesterday was an incredible opportunity for me to talk to somebody that spent a ton of time around my dad in the most unique moments away from the race car when dad was just dad. You know, we, we often wonder who people really are. You only learn that about people in certain scenarios where they're very comfortable and they let their guard down. And Hank spent a lot of time with dad when he had his guard down. Yeah, And so we got to learn a lot. I enjoyed that. And yeah. even, you know, 20 years, 20, almost 25 years after dad's passing, um, I'm still learning new things. Dude, I mean, I hoped he felt inadequate about being a dad. I really, you know, wished he would have been more direct and, and transparent. Um, uh, what was my thing? Candid. Candid. I wish he'd have been a little more candid with us. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't his thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But uh, to hear Hank had this conversation with him, man, it, it, it really hit home. So hope I, I know you want to comment about Hank. I loved learning about his career. I had so much more that I really wanted to glean from uh, the conversation about him becoming a professional bass fisherman. And then turning that into um, a multi-million dollar business as a spokesman and retiring from the, the championship tour on top at 37. Hmm. I know that, you know, the money wasn't all that great in terms of what he could and would make during doing his TV show. But damn, you know, your heroes... Um, you're the people that you look up to in sport or entertainment. You, you man, you really you want them to you want them to be chan- you want them to be out there competing for your entire life, right? Yeah. Anytime, like you know, Peyton Manning or Joe Montana and all these guys that I really admired retired. It's like, damn, why does that have to happen? Why can't they just keep on playing while I'm alive? Right? I want them. I want to enjoy watching them play forever. Yeah. Um, Did it make sense, though, what he said about why he quit? Absolutely. I mean, when he asked me or when he told me that, you know, hey, man, my kids uh, leaving to go do a tournament and my my son wanting me to be around was all that I needed to hear. I mean, that made perfect sense to me. Um, And you don't think about those things. I did not think about that. The answer, I already knew the answer, but I I really didn't, you know, so that was pretty profound. That was cool. I love being able to learn everything about that. I have so much more that I'd love to sit down and talk to him about, and I think it's going to have to happen on a fishing boat somewhere, you know, the rest of the conversation. Yeah, right, Um, right. So 
Anyways, everybody, I, I appreciate your engagement and how excited you were about it, Mike. You brought some great stuff to the interview. Your conversation about the, you know, you questioned about the song for the for the TV show. I mean, that stuff was perfect. Um, I thought you did a hell of a job. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I had these personal moments that kind of knocked me out and knocked me, <laughs> I kind of laid me out of the interview there for a little while. And you you had some great stuff to bring to the table and carry the, carry the interview. There was some heavy moments, man. Uh, heavy moments that I, I like. I don't know what to do with them either. Like you, I mean, like it, it wasn't just the fact that you know your dad loved you. He just didn't know how to tell it. There were other moments uh, yeah. that were really profound. I had a couple takeaways from it. Um, one, you know, I think that we kind of knew this about your dad. At least you know from all the other people, the Ned Yost, the, the Richard Childresses that have been here, is that. Uh, of course he loved his kids. There, there's no question about that. And there was no question that he also didn't really – he's not the kind of guy that says, I love you. He's not the only one, frankly. And if you really get down to the nitty-gritty, and you and I can have a conversation about this all day long because we're both dads. But if there's the perfect dad out there, I've never met them, and I certainly am far from the perfect dad. And to be honest with you, all of us are basically trying to figure out how to compensate for our inefficiencies. Yeah. Maybe I am the, I love you girls. I love you. I say that to my daughters all the time. But but there's something else that I am not, that I'm not doing well, right? And I'm trying to, it's, it's a constant quest of trying to find out where do you lack? Uh, is it, do I not ask enough about what my daughter's day is like? And when they say, it was fine, but they don't give me details. Should I be pressing harder to know every detail? And these, I, you know, every day it's like I wish there was a manual for parenting. Yeah. And Dale Earnhardt was not impervious to that. It, Dale Earnhardt had his deficiencies, um, and he was. The thing that I gather through all these conversations is that behind the scenes, he had uh, he had the compassion and things. He just had. He was not wired to show it. He just wasn't wired to show it. Frankly, I do see a lot of that in you yourself. I see a lot of those similarities. Not to say that you're not compassionate, and I'm not around you and your kids. I mean, well, how you are with your kids, but I'm saying is that sometimes, um, you know, we, we choose not to go show our vulnerable sides to, <laughs> to the public. That makes him normal, frankly. So that was one of the things. The other thing I, I left the conversation with is, you know, there's only a handful of people on the planet that knew your dad to the core, and it's not his family. I'm convinced of that. It's not his family. It's his hunting buddies, right? There's just three or four people, Richard Childress, the Ned Yost, the Hank Parkers. Uh, there's a few mu other ones. And the point I want to make on that is I don't think that's as unusual as I would have originally thought either. Frankly, there are – your friends are the ones that ultimately end up knowing the details that you don't want your parents to know. You don't want your kids to know. It's the people that you grew up with or the people that are closest to you. That is, you know, I'm not saying in every case, but it is usually your friends that know the goods and the bads. And, and, um, and I don't think that that's unusual. I do think that the hunting buddies and the hunting clubs is where your dad probably felt like he was surrounded by the people that he, that loved him the most. Yeah. Right. Um, that's that's the he other trusted thing. him man um, and the last thing I will say is uh, on I could have talked to him about fishing all day I, I mean I swear <laughs> to God and the one thing that we didn't ask you know he went from in 75 being humbled 
uh, at that fishing tournament. He goes back and basically goes to school for a year where he's just learning lures and everything else. He comes back in 76 and wins the championship. I wanted to know so much more about, hey, do you go scout those lakes? Like, how, right, yeah. how, I know, yeah. how many times do you got to go fish a place to right. know the, the, the honey holes and that I kind know. of stuff? And maybe he doesn't want to tell you that, right? Because oh, I mean, who knows? But, like, you, you're right. He was a fascinating interview on multiple levels. Yeah. The, the, the hope for me one day is that our podcast and our show get so – um, I am able to book. I'm. I hope that one day I'm able to put that kind of time into it to where we give you the interview that you got this week, which is more, you know, skimming the the high points, but then have that kind of conversation about man. Here we're going to go into the weeds about bass fishing, right? Right. And here, and we'll put that in this show. We'll put that in this little thirty minute spot. So if you're interested in that, you can find this right here, right? But if you just want to know about the the man and the, his path and his story and his relationship with my dad or all that, it's all in this big piece, right? Because <clears throat> I'm with you. When he walked out the door, I was like, damn, I really wanted to know more about his expertise, right. his his career, his job, and how he how he learned to get better. And, and yeah, just what you're saying. Um, <clears throat> there was a couple things that um, I went home and I sat on the couch and I thought a little bit about that conversation that he had with my dad and um you know i i guess there were a couple things that he told me that there was that one conversation that he had about you know being inadequate as a father and then there was a couple other conversations that he had and uh i think at the end of the you know if i sat there for 10 minutes right i think at the end of it i got up with the feeling and the emotion that I need to, it was a good reminder. The conversation with Hank was a nice needed reminder of how much I need to appreciate my dad for the opportunity and the foundation that he laid for me and Kelly and, and Carrie and Taylor. And as you get removed from his, you know, his life and being around him and being reminded daily by those that very thing right everything you have is because of him everything in everything at your fingertips is because of him the further removed from that you are and the more you go on with your own life um the the more i think you you take a little credit you know for yourself and and less credit to the origins of everything and so it was a good reminder for me to Remember that all the blessings that I have and the life that I live were <clears throat> the, 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 the first handful of dominoes that got me here were set up and knocked over by him. Absolutely. Right? And so it was just a good reminder that because sometimes I, I get in this sort of – I get mad that he's gone. I get mad that he's not here. I get I – get, I, you know, we're learning about him in some of these conversations with like Tony Fur talking about the the old days in the seventies when he was imperfect, wasn't yep. a great, wasn't a great, great you know person, <clears throat> and um, did some did some things that you know he probably wouldn't want to admit to, right? Right, being a, being an idiot. Um, and I just get you know sometimes I just kind of need it was a nice reminder that hey, <clears throat> you know, Dad. Dad certainly 
provided us a lot of um, opportunity that still we still are benefiting from him every day. And uh, there's always, I always do remember that, but that was just a really nice reminder to really embrace some of that and appreciate that um, and be thankful for that, you know. And so it was just a good, it was a good reminder for all of us. If you're, if you were lucky enough, like I am, to have, to still have my dad. Yeah. The, the appropriate response and what I did was call my dad. Right. I mean, I still uh, have the privilege to be able to call my dad. And tomorrow that may not be the case. Next week it may not be the case. But the relationship you have with your dad, you know, and this will be the way I'm sure with my kids. They'll want, they'll have some sort of impression on me that may not be fully, fully formed, right? Like they don't know all the details of why I might have done something. And we're privy to some of these things these days. What a blessing it is. And, And that's the appropriate response is to go, man did did my dad not he, he always had my back i just didn't ever know it all the time or yeah. man my dad was always working his butt off and and i always looked at it as he was never there but you know in my dad's case he's working three jobs at times and i'm just all i know is that he wasn't at my basketball game right well why wasn't that yeah yeah and so and so i think it, the appropriate <clears throat> response for everyone it's not just you yeah. we were talking about your dad but man i bet there's a lot of people out there that it resonates with um, that you know either has good relationships with their their parents or even relationships that may may have had fractures along the way. Right. Yeah, for sure. I wanted to ask you this though. What did you think about what Hank said about how if not for his conversation with your dad on the front porch of wherever they were, yeah. you would have never even had that race car. I know. I told Amy about the and I told Amy the analogy. I told Amy the whole story last night, and. Um, <clears throat> I said, you know, the analogy used about the dad buying the buying the soft drink and drinking it in front of his son and not getting his son one. And she thought that was uh, – she really wanted to meet Hank. <laughs> After I told that story, she's <laughs> like, I really like to meet this guy. I want to hang out with him. Um, and uh, I never thought about it like that. You know, he had a great point. Um, I always felt a little bit guilty for wanting – dad to be a bit more of a provider in terms of just physical parts and pieces and and the ability to go race right i would i would walk up to dad and say i really want to become a race car driver and dad would say well you go over there and clean out the horse barn Mm. show me you want it show me some initiative and i mean i'd I'd go clean the out of the stalls um but then he'd be like, all right, now clean the tools that are out on the counter and put them back in the toolbox. Sweep the floor. And, you know, after a while, you're like, how how long do I got to do that, right, before I get to drive Before how How is this working, right? Um, of course, you're, you know, you're 12, 15, 14 years old, and you're like, okay, well, how much of that and how much of that nets uh, progress, right? Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> And I didn't understand what he meant. What he meant was just show me what you can – show me you want it. If you're out there giving it your all, even when it's cleaning the shop or whatever, I'm going to support you. And he yeah. would have he would have done the necessary things. Without a doubt. Um, and fact, always, the, I, the story that you get, give about – and you've given it in the past about moving that paint bucket, I believe it was. Like, yeah. go move that from there across the room. And you're yeah. like, what the hell does this got to do with anything, yeah. right? So when we did get our – you know, and the street stock car – was all me and Carrie. 
like dad pointed in the direction of the dirt of the uh, junkyard but man me and carrie went and found the money by ourselves we went and bought the car we went and found the roll cage we went and climbed underneath all those cars out in the junkyard to get spare parts when we bent ball joints and a-frames and all dad telling hank that i needed to go to the junkyard we did that me and carrie were out there under those cars that been there for 30 years with the snakes and everything else mm. we did it we rode around in the back of our s10 trucks with little toolboxes that were only there to go work in the junkyard toolbox sliding around in the bed of the truck everywhere you went slamming into all corners um we did that but when we got our late model stock stuff that's when that little shed of guilt came in right because it was like oh well dad bought this right i don't have i'm not i'm not creating this i'm not getting the money for this and um so i always kind of felt a little bit guilty that yeah we we did get some of those things given to us to go race a you know we literally man we'd go down to myrtle beach and gary hargett would have a blank check to buy the set of tires and the pit passes and that money came from a deal dad did with mom and pops and a partner that he already had he didn't have to part he didn't have to part that money out to me and kelly and carrie for our late model team he could have kept it mm -hmm. but he parted out hundred grand for all three of us to go race on we we split that three ways and went and raced <clears throat> you could race for 30 grand a year at, at hickory or myrtle beach that's huge yeah um other guys didn't have that right but so we i felt a little bit guilty about that all those years um but it was necessary for me to have the opportunity to make it to xfinity to to cup and and when i got to those levels right i'm still driving dad's car i'm still in the i'm still under uh the uh, under his arm under his wing um no job security issues you know i'd be in a room with michael or truex and park at a photo shoot or whatever and i mean i'm standing there going these guys gotta work mm -hmm. they gotta work to earn this i don't i mean i could half-ass this day i got i'm family right i i might have half-assed it but not because i thought i was family <laughs> I half-assed it because I was probably hung over or just didn't get <laughs> But, you know, I mean, I thought about those things. I was aware. I was self-aware. Um, but it's interesting for to for Hank, Hank to sort of set it that way and go, look, you know, you're, you, you, you think he needs to be in the junkyard because that's what your dad was doing. He was in the junkyard. Yeah. And But your son sees you riding around in an airplane and, you know, racing all the, you know, a race shop with 20 cars in it. And he's like, "How? Why can't we? You know, why can't you help me? I get it. That was good though. I had a great time listening to him. Like you say, man, let's just hope we can get another opportunity to sit down and talk to him. Did you uh, trade text or anything with Hank Parker Jr.? I called him. We talked. Did you? Because yeah. I I was texting with him too. I uh, I I called Hank Jr. on the way home and talked to him until I got good. to the gate. Good. good. Um, he's doing good. Kids are good. Family, house, land, job. Hank Jr.'s doing great. By the way, speaking of Hank Jr., I did not know this, but maybe you did. But him talking about that wreck, the the, the wreck with um, Billy. Oh, Billy! Yeah. It was Billy that wrecked I in know. Chicago. I went back. You know, we'd have to talk to Billy. I'd never really heard about that, and I don't remember really Hank getting into it. Hank Jr. Uh -huh. talking about it too much. I went and watched that race yesterday. Okay. After the conversation, I did a lot after the conversation. Called Hank Jr. Uh, looked at this race with Billy from Chicagoland. 
it was a very normal accident. He gets a little loose in the middle of the one and two. If this is the same incident, it's the race. It's the last race he runs for Rusty Wallace. He's replaced the week after. Um, he backs into the wall, left front, slat, left front. He backs it in, left rear, left front hits the wall. So it's kind of a driver's side impact. It didn't look hard or nasty, and I believe he gets the car out back on the track and runs laps mm. and moves forward about six or seven positions before the race is over. So, um, but I've seen wrecks like that that can cause damage and can get you hurt and there's no telling whether he didn't have the right you know padding on the headrest or whatever we'd have to have billy come in here and tell us about well, it i mean you've experienced that yourself i mean like yeah. the, the the one that caused that concussion that ultimately put you in pittsburgh you know i remember those those wrecks I, was it at michigan uh, you know they, I, I i you know they it, all blend together yeah they do yeah. i'm sure and and uh but the uh you know the things that were causing concussions that should you know yeah. sometimes aren't Didn't the ones seem that like they like, should yeah, yeah right now, so yeah, I was. Uh, that was an interesting conversation. I'd love to. I haven't talked to Billy in forever. Yeah, it'd be nice. It would. That was a great conversation. I keep saying it over and over, but the Dale Jr. Download is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. You going to any concerts this summer, man? I am. I'm seeing a concert in June. Hardy and Kit Moore. Love Hardy in uh, Charlotte. I was so stressed getting the tickets. I'm going to be front row. I'm I'm in the pit when these tickets go out, man. I am online as soon as tickets open i don't want to miss a thing yeah you, you know you gotta act quick yes and when you want the best you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead it's like if you're hiring for a business you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up mm. so what's the best way to do that zip recruiter ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, and right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. O'Reilly Auto Parts, man, they are in the business of keeping your car on the road. They offer friendly and helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. You know the jingle? Oh, yeah. We're going to do the jingle at the end of this. Nice. I can't right? wait for it. Yeah. So listen. Listen to the end. They've got thousands <laughs> of parts and accessories in stock either in store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your car. Need your windshield wipers replaced? A brake light fixed or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, they're friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto. Do it yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by. O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com. That's O'ReillyAuto.com. O'Reilly's Auto Parts. Ow! (laughs) (laughs) You better put that in there. Uh, Before we get to this next topic, I have not, I have, 
hurt my thumb this morning. Uh oh. I want to warn everybody about <laughs> okay. a product out there that is dangerous. Oh. Yes. All right. And it's an everyday product. Okay. Do you know those little uh, white plastic clips that you hang on a wall and they're sticky? You know? Yeah. It's like peel off the sticky mm. sticky side and it's like this is the wall sticky side and this is the clip side right right and then when you're wanting to remove it you pull that little tongue off the bottom of it it's got this little tab that's hanging there and you pull that tab and it removes the sticky part out from behind the plastic and the plastic thing is reusable oh okay you know I what i'm saying you know what i'm talking about I, I it's don't. just little plastic hooks that you can hang you glue to the wall stick to the wall yeah like command strips yep yeah well, when I was uh, pulling that little tab to remove a couple this morning off a wall, because we are changing around some of our kids' playroom stuff, I was pulling that tab, man, and it's coming off. It's coming out from under that thing, right, the plastic part. Well, when it released, that plastic part flew down into the top of my thumb, and it hurt like a MFR. I'm telling you. Man, did it hurt. Be careful. All right. I, I guess be I don't careful know out about there. these things as well. I, I'm trying to... Be careful out there. How do I not know it? What are they called again? Mike, no, don't, don't hijack this shit, Mike. Okay, with I your won't. Na- with your lack of knowledge. <laughs> okay, I won't. I won't. That's a good point. I won't. You're going to get everybody I, like I on your say, ass I, about I, not knowing it. Right, I know. And they're not going to heed the warning. <laughs> they're not going to heed the Beware, warning. Beware, everybody. Right. When you're pulling yellow. that tab, hang on to the plastic thing because that thing's going to fly everywhere. That's the only point you want to make. Yeah. Okay. It hurt. Okay. It hurt. It and it hurt bad. Um, it's like a bone bruise, very deep. If you, do you feel it right yeah. now? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nothing you can do. It's a thumb. <laughs> it's I broke very my, important. Yeah, I broke my thumb. Didn't even know it. Did you know that? Uh, remember when? Did not know yeah, that. I had I had a, a I had a hand in. I can't even remember what happened, but I had a hand injury in the middle of my career. You were you were around. Went and got a X ray. And the guy's like, yeah, you jammed it. You jammed your knuckle really bad. Do you know you broke your thumb sometime? I'm like, no. He's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it wasn't broken at that moment. Nope. But you broke it. Yeah, I've had that happen, yeah. too. An arm. How do you break your thumb and not know it? Impervious to pain, man. It's a weird bone set up anyway. It's a little stubby thing, right? It's like, how would you know you broke it? It's it's really pretty know, much. Man. Pretty much Th- thumbs, just, you, yeah. you realize how important they are when they're injured because, I mean, you, you take away a th- take away any other finger, but you take away a thumb. Yeah, a little you, short it bone. It pretty much keeps you from doing a lot of stuff. You can break but, a little tiny short bone and not know it. I mean, you know, you break a long bone, like your leg or something, you know it instantly. But you break a tiny short bone in your thumb or whatever, do you know it? I, I guess I don't. I don't mm-hmm. know. All right. Well, well let's get to I, some I, more. I wish you well. <laughs> it's 42 minutes into this podcast we're gonna get to the content you ready yeah let's do it let's start the show <laughs> so uh stage breaks ah yes they they're announced. returning to the road courses y'all remember having this conversation i feel like i was sort of saying hey get get ready because this is happening mm-hmm. look i didn't have any inside information but uh i felt like the road course races in nascar's eyes were not gonna not gonna do it like they were sitting there watching Watkins Glen play out and they're going yeah this ain't happening Mm -hmm. yeah yeah we're gonna have to do something and so here we are and I'm surprised but uh I'm surprised NASCAR's doing it uh before the year's over right in the middle in the the middle of the the season in the the middle of the playoffs yeah Elton Sawyer did say he wants all playoff races or they want all playoff races to have the same procedures but 
hey, take that with grandson. Here's my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you don't want it, turn it off. If you want to hear my opinion, stay earmuffs. Stay on. You've given the warning. Yeah. If you're a yellow out there, you've been warned. <laughs> the red's coming out. <laughs> He's got some red in him. Yeah. Here it comes. <laughs> All right. So I think it's great. I, I'm. I'm. I thought the non-stage race. Uh, you know, road course races were were not good. Boring. boring not good. And it wore my ass out trying to remember that at the end of the stage, we weren't going to have a caution and we weren't going to have a restart. And I'm like, okay. You but know, you are doling out points. They're doling out yep. points. But next week, we're going back to that other procedure, you know, <laughs> where they do have the cautions. And, and this week, we're not going to do it. Well, why not? Well, it's a road course, you know. And then next week at the Oval, we're going back to the other rules. And <laughs> <laughs> Hate that shit. I want everything the same. Uh, Make it all the same, man. Stop messing with me. <laughs> I don't like it. They were screwing with me, Mike. <laughs> so they put it back. Thank you. Well, there you go. It's making my head hurt. Um, no, wait a second. They did. They, they fixed this for this one race. So, but next year, I mean, you know, we're going to go back to road courses. They're not going to have stage breaks. Are you going to be wait pain pained by all Sorry, that? Sorry, man. We're not. You know something, Mike? Yeah. What? Well, I no, assume I think they're this going, is just for this. No, you're saying I they're going to put it back, back for all road courses? Next year. Why would they change it and then change it back? Yeah. I God almighty. That. Okay, maybe I got that wrong. Yeah, that would be terrible. Oh, NASCAR Twitter would have a field day with that shit. If they were going to change it back for just this race and then go back to no cautions next year? Oh, man. Well, for, first of all. Don't put it, that out it, in the universe, Mike. No. It's not a. It's not above them to do that. Now, I mean, listen, they'd have their reasons, but I'm just saying, I didn't. I I looked at it. I think it's for good. Just being for the. Uh, I think they're the like, Oval. hey, we tried that, didn't like it, we're going back. Oh, okay. Yep. I'm I'm down. I'm down with it. I don't like the rules being different for different tracks. I like shit being same all the way across the board. But but wait a second. Let, let me then ask this because yeah. I am reacting to this in real time. Could have prepped. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> But then you got back the same problem of why you would have changed the rule to what, begin with. What was it? In, in, impossibly too long. Really? That yeah. was the reason? Wasn't it? No. Why would you not? You're, you're trying to, the caution laps like it. Give me a um, Road America. Yeah. Like, wasn't that the reason why they eliminated those? We don't go there anymore. Okay. What's another road course that we go to that's a long road course? Ro- not the Roval. But Find like, another like, long road like, course like, like, Mike can make Sonoma, his argument. Sonoma. Coda. Road America. Coda. You thinking about Coda? I, did I say Road America? I yeah. meant Coda. Oh, I meant Coda. You meant I was thinking road America. Austin. Yeah. No, I meant Coda. You meant Coda. Yeah. Okay. Coda. You that's meant Road America because that's what you said. I said Road America. I meant Coda. I can see how you get those two confused. Stop. I was confused already. <laughs> road Don't Austin. confuse me anymore. Listen. Are you not kind of resorting back to the same problem? No. You're not? <laughs> no. Why did they, then why did they change it to begin with? I don't give a <laughs> No, no, I'm asking. I, I knew all along you didn't give yeah. a <laughs> <laughs> That's not the question. <laughs> I don't care. It's no. back the way it should be. Okay, then maybe I'll ask somebody that might I give a slight I don't care. <laughs> Woo! Went for the stage break fans. Yeah. I mean, you know what? When stage breaks came, I hated them. I was a traditionalist, man. I was like, this is dumb. Dumb idea. But nope, I like it now. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> All right. I'm just looking at the blues. It says impossible to deal with. How about impossible this? Impossible to reason hey, with. Hey, <laughs> have y'all seen the restart zone for the, for the Roval? Mm-hmm. So yeah. now, okay, Mike, when we have restarts at the Roval in the past at Charlotte, 
you didn't go through that last chicane right before the start finish line. They that's right. The restart zone was on the original on the front straightaway. Right. Well, on the actual yeah, big track. On the yeah. big track. Well, now we're gonna, um, you know, they were they were uh, you know we're, they were having some crashes down in uh, turn one, heart heartburn turn. <laughs> right. That's what we love to call it. Yeah. You know what? I ain't saying we. That's what I love to call it. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, you weren't the only one because they did go sponsor that thing by, was it Tums the or, first, or anybody? The first race there, they had uh, Alcacelser or Tums or some damn yeah, body down there, right? Right. Heartburn and Turn. We, and they wanted it. They named it themselves Heartburn Turn. And then that we come back for the second race, and the sponsor was gone, and everybody was like, Okay, well, not heartburn turn anymore. I'm like, why the hell not? That's right. You why in the it. hell not is it heartburn? It can stay heartburn turn. We don't need no damn sponsor. That's a great name for the turn. It's a heartburn turn. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's heartburn turn forever. Oh, yeah. Screw everybody. World 600 yeah. and heartburn turn. Yeah. I ain't changing. I don't care who sponsors it. <laughs> right. Even if it's anti-heartburn medicine. Oh, damn. The, it's you, still heartburn turn for me. Yeah. 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 It could be Rolades, and it's still heartburn turn. <laughs> well, that would still apply, right? Really? Right, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they don't want heartburn. <laughs> if you're a, uh, if you're Rolades, heartburn's bad. Is Rolades any different than Alka Seltzer? Same. <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> That's my point. Okay, you're right. Well, what would be a good argument for that then? Uh, probably a chili dog. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. John's Chili Dogs is <laughs> right. now the sponsor of Turn One. My ass is up in the booth still saying "Heartburn Turn." Uh, I don't so, give a damn. So, so where were we going with this? Actually, so they changed the restart zone. What to help? To they changed the restart zone because of Heartburn Turn. Okay, but not you know it was okay. We had no you know. We had no problem with the cars crashing into the wall in turn one I at Charlotte. Did. Nobody right. did. I didn't. All right. But <clears throat> we went to Coda and had these ridiculous restarts. It's silly. Sport looked like a clown show. Mm -hmm. And then where else did we go? Oh, well, it was kind of happening Indy at Indy. Course. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? yeah. And so they, they started, hey, man, we'll move the restart zone and it'll be better. And it was. Right? They, we've not been back to Coda since they could you know, make a change. But at Indy, we no longer had these really bad you know, black eye moments for the sport down in turn one late in the races and because uh, they had moved the restart zone back around uh, further around the track towards like turn 12. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, going, I guess they thought, hey, that worked uh, there. Let's, let's, let's do it at the Roval. So now the cars will go through this last chicane and the restart zone is in this wicked weird part of the chicane. It looks so broken. Wow. Just visually looking at it from the, from the aerial photo. It's like, ah, that's not, the cars aren't, the cars are kind of weaving through this sort of weird chicane anyways, yeah. but now there's a restart zone in that sort of kink. Which could just mean that you've moved the silliness from heartburn turn to the kink. Man. I mean, I mean, like, seriously, I if, think, you, if you're restarting 25th. Yeah. And, um, and so now you're going, you're going to have to get up to speed before you probably get to that. If I'm, no, no, no. You'll be running in the back of cars in front of you. They have to go or through that. the kink. No, no. I'm saying is that everybody else is getting up to speed, but you're still having to break in to get into yeah. the into So it's going to split cars up. Right. That's the whole purpose of it, Mike. I think they're going to run into each other. It's on the screen, Mike, if you want to take it. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. look at so, this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's going to get silly. Yeah. So the, the restart zone is starting in the very center of the kink, 
in the turn and exiting that chicane. Isn't that a weird place for a restart zone? It's I'm not telling even- you. My prediction is that now you won't have the just the lunacy that happened at the front you know, on those restarts. Now you're going to have it the lunacy start in the middle of those restarts. Does that make sense? Or in the yeah. middle of the pack? Yeah. I just don't know why they were like, yeah, we'll just put the restart zone here in this weird freaking spot. It's just a weird spot. The restart zone needs to be in a very you know neutral sort of space. Not this bend and elbow. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. There's smarter people than us. <laughs> Nobody's smarter than <laughs> us, buddy. Nonsense. Nobody's smarter than us. We're you blues. Me? Yeah. I mean, I, listen. In all, in all re- reality, here, Marcus. That has to be a Marcus decision, right? It's no, Marcus. no, no, no. I mean, it, it's possible that it's kind of a collaboration. Drivers, NASCAR. No, no. The track doesn't just go. Hey, hey, NASCAR. Here's your restart zone. Like it or love it. Hate it, whatever. I guess, look, well, I think we're still going to have some problems down in Heartburn Turn, okay. sponsored by John's Chili Dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this restart zone mess, they need to clean that up. <laughs> I don't know who did that. That's bad. That's like when you walk into the living room of somebody's house and you're like, why the hell did you put the furniture in here like this? <laughs> right. That's or the power outlets, like. That that didn't even work. That doesn't yeah. work, right? Yeah, it will. Listen, I'm going to reserve judgment a, until after the race. I'm going to always armchair quarterback I think and, it's, and work in hindsight. I like to I like to run my mouth before things. Of happen. Of course you do. And then if I'm wrong, I'll just admit I was wrong. If it were me, I would have put the restart zone in the first half of the chicane. There's a very straight part of the racetrack, green flat. You know, they can go. And kind of fly through the kink on on throttle, right? Or, or as they're accelerating toward turn one. I just think the restart zone for me can't be in an elbow funnel. All right, well, give us your opinion. If you've seen the restart zone, does it look? Is it care? Do you care that it looks funky? That it looks like a badly um, furnished living room? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Experience the thrill of the racetrack like you're in the driver's seat with DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet on your favorite racers and feel the rush of every pass, pit stop, and victory like never before. Right now, new customers can turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. Bet 5 on anything to score big no matter what goes down on the racetrack. Check out Dirty Modo every Thursday where they will handicap the field and recommend bets to watch for during the upcoming race. With props, parlays, and more, you'll have bets to follow all race long. The racing action doesn't stop till the checkered flag drops. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and join with code DALE. New customers can bet $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. That's code DALE only on DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. For state-specific disclaimers, check the show notes. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash autoracing for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. NASCAR history and heritage come alive at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Celebrate my fellow inductees Donnie Allison, Jimmy Johnson, and Chad Knauss with their class of 2024 artifacts enshrined in the Hall of Honor. 
Don't miss the Ford Performance Showcase. It's a new inside NASCAR exhibit that showcases the Ford Mustang's next-gen car through its design and innovation. The latest edition of Glory Road explores over 75 years of racing history with its cool 33-degree banking and 19 cars on display. On Mondays and Fridays, there's guided tours that take you behind the scenes with incredible stories and access to a NASCAR Hall of Fame insider. Or you can explore the hall at your own pace with the new mobile hub. It's a digital experience. Get behind the wheel of a realistic iRacing simulator. Or you can learn how fast-paced pit stops work with the Pit Crew Challenge. From the legends who shaped the sport to the new heroes earning a spot in the record books, the NASCAR Hall of Fame delivers an unforgettable experience. Book your visit to the hall today at nascarhall.com. Oh, well, one thing we never did talk about, it's probably it's, it's kind of late, Tommy Jeske's team got caught bleeding valve stems. So, um, and we don't need to stay on this at, at all long. I just wanted to say, man, I love the ingenuity. We yeah, talk about too. it on the show. <laughs> I did too. Yeah, we talk about it all the time. The they cat. got their ass busted. Now, 75 points, five playoff points, fined 25 grand, crew chief suspended for four races. For me, that's a lot of nothing. Mm. I'll be honest. I mean, bleeding tires for me is kind of like a big motor. I mean, it's a big deal. And the other thing is, is how long they've been doing this. How You just have to assume whether they got proof. If I'm NASCAR, right, I would, I would put this out there out front. I'd say, hey, if I catch you doing something, I'm going to assume that you've been doing this all year. I'm not going to assume that, oh, oh, it's brand new this week or you've had it for a couple weeks. I'm just going to say, hey, man, you got this ability to, to machine these parts and, and, and do this. You've had it all year in my mind. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Uh, you try to change my mind, but you're not going to. Not going to. Yep. <clears throat> and so he's benefited from this all year in my mind, right? Whether it's true or not, that's the way I'm going to think about it if I'm NASCAR, right? Sure. If I'm a competitor, I could give a less. Yeah, he got busted. I'm glad NASCAR's on top of shit. And, hey, good job for trying. Good job for trying. And also, weren't you impressed with how NASCAR came out and just like the series director? I love, you talk about transparency. Man, I love that like, Here's what they did. Yeah. Here's a good one. Here's a bad cat. I love that they're showing it. Yeah, I thought that was pretty I do too. Pretty stupid. <clears throat> yeah. um, I love that. I, uh, I worry, though, that it gives people – I'll, there's only there's one worry about it, right? Is that not only truck teams, but super late model teams or cars tour teams or uh. any team, right? Anywhere, any track sees that and goes, "Oh, I know how to make that and not get caught." Yeah, that's yeah. the only problem. Right? Not just giving them an it's idea. It's kind of like saying, "Hey, man, here's how you get away with something." These guys got got busted, but maybe you know, maybe somebody out there can think of a way. To make it happen and not get caught or maybe they're in a situation where tech is not stringent enough and they know they can basically use that same method even if it's something completely different than a bleeder right so i just worry about people seeing too much oh i mean it is it is interesting as hell and i'm glad they're showing this stuff but i just kind of worry that there'll be some there'll be some there's always going to be some a little collateral damage to being that transparent I, I was Don't wondering. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I also think, though, you're giving, uh, you know, NASCAR, I mean, uh, me racing you. series and officials things to also right. look for. Like, I, that you was got my a, question. You got 100 students. 
All right. No, I get what your point is. You got a hundred students. One of them cheats on the test. Mm-hmm. And you tell them here's how they cheated. Yeah, that's right. probably not very productive. Uh, uh, I I I disagree, but not just okay. to the point of disagreeing with you. I think that you, the transparency is always going to be it's the cool. better way. It's great because I like to see it. I'm like, damn, that's neat. That's Here, cool. How here's they my that. question for you, and I would not know the answer to this. You would. Is it felt like that that cap, that tire cap with that was pretty brilliant, right? To do yeah. that and to bleed the thing. My question is, do brilliant? you think those? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Did, did the officials know to go check things like that without being, were, or were they ratted out? It, they, I read they heard the sound of the tire leaking air. Oh, okay. But I, I bet you that there were some rumblings. That's what I was wondering. There's like, always do rumblings. Think that the, do you think NASCAR catches that without getting tipped off? They, there are always rumors and rumblings. Gotcha. Always. And in this case, I imagine absolutely NASCAR was like, yeah, we're hearing some things. Nobody's going to walk in that NASCAR hauler and go, this team is doing X. I know it. You need to go bust their ass. The, t- the other, other crew guys and, and crew chiefs are not that way. The owners, maybe some of the owners are a little salty, but there's a, uh, there's a code in the garage where you don't tell on other crew chiefs. right? Now, if presented an opportunity in a conversation to make a smart-ass remark, <laughs> now that might happen, right? I ain't ratting on anybody, but this is cheating some of <laughs> over there in uh, the old third pit right. stall. Right. Now, so that's how they sort of get tipped. And NASCAR will hear, um, you know, hear some of those comments and just go, man, you know, I I keep my eye on that. You know, they're, they're probably thinking, well, we better keep our eye on it, right? Yeah. But... Um, I read that they heard the sound of the tire leaking down on the grid or somewhere around the car, right? And so they, they're like, "Oh, what the hell's going on here?" The other thing too is the valve stem cap looked brand new. Remember him showing it on the table? He's like, "Here's the Here's legal the one. one, and it's all chipped up and skint." Mm-hmm. And then the one that's cheated is like pristine. Yeah. It's like, damn man, take them things outside and drag them across the ground a little bit. Hell, act like you don't want to get no caught. Shit, right. Beat them up a little bit. Yeah, one of these is not oh, like man. the three yeah. others. Look uh, how brand new that valve stem cap is. Oh, know. that draws no attention because valve stem taps caps are sort of this reused, you know, chipped up, busted up, skin up piece that's mm. always just kind of it's not it's an afterthought. It's like nobody's going, man. We got to get some new valve stem caps. Our valve stem caps are kind of beat up. <laughs> Nobody does that. So what do you roll up with some brand new Valstim caps for? That was odd. This is a dumb question. Are they all yellow? Because like I would think that they were black, and so they're even le- less. Uh, I think they're all yellow. Mark. They're all yellow. Yeah. yeah. Say, I mean, if if yeah. I'm gonna cheat one up, I'm probably gonna make it the same color as the wheel wheel, right? No. No. That I would think, draw attention that's to it. Obvious. If they're yeah. all yellow, like, and that why one's black? Why is it black? Well, no. If, yeah. Right. I guess I just was. I didn't know that they were all yellow. Stop it. I didn't know they were. How would I know? Well, that? now that you know, they're all yellow. We've got a we've got one right out here. Let's see. I don't see a yellow one. There's no caps on that top, on that. Oh, there's not. No. Okay. Stop it. You're not bleeding out of this eight. We're not bleeding, bleeding on the air. number number eight. Uh, <clears throat> anyways, I thought that was pretty uh, pretty neat that they found that Joe Shear Jr. is um, well known for being aggressive, right? I think that Joe Shear Jr. was working with us he was. as our crew chief when we won 
our only truck race. Cole Custer. With Cole Custer. No. No, it wasn't with Cole? Wasn't it? Um, was it Casey Kane? Casey Kane. Oh, Casey Kane. But he, Shearer was Cole Custer's crew chief. Yes, but yeah. this particular yeah. race, Casey was driving the car, truck. It was at Charlotte, right? Yep. Yeah. And the truck <laughs> failed inspection. I'm like, hell yeah, we want a truck race. And no, I look on. Oh, yeah. Stop. That's I, right. I look on Twitter and Bob Pockers is like, the truck has failed inspection. It was. It was. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it was low on the left front, the left rear, and the right front. <laughs> and I retweeted it. And I said, "Well, damn, yeah. right rear was good." Yeah, yeah, got one good tire. Yeah. I remember this. It this was, was the funny. heights, not yeah. the tire. Yeah, it was so funny. Yeah, it was good. That's right. Wake it up, wasn't that. I think it might get him. Wake up. Can't get out of his own way. You're right. But I got excited. I remember this now. I remember your tweet. It was funny. No. Yeah. You're gonna. I it was funny. Okay. It was fun. Yeah. But that was Joe Shear Jr. And I'm like, you know, I like Joe Shear Jr. He's aggressive. I won't. I've told. I'll, I'll tell you, man. I want my crew chief firing a bunch of holes in that rule book. Go for it. Well, he did. He's gonna be sitting there. Gonna be watching him on TV for a while yeah. too. <laughs> There's a lot of talk about where Zane Smith's gonna land. He has apparently uh, made the comment on social media, at least that. Uh, or to some of the media that he knows his plans for next year mm-hmm. and he's good to go and so the idea is that he's uh may, maybe going to end up at track house and so but there's a place he needs to go for a year all right where does he go for one year i'm gonna guess colleague really yeah in cup or xfinity? xfinity xfinity one year of xfinity with colleague and if that's the case, and I bet you SVG also ends up at Colleague mm-hmm. for some races. Zane Smith is a great kid, talented driver, raced for us for a little while. Yeah. And if he ends up at Colleague, they will be good. That'll be a solid little solid little season for him if he's ended up there. Wherever he goes, he's probably going to be in the Xfinity Series, which is unfortunate for us because we'll have to go out there and, and race him, and he'll be tough. And SVG, right? If he shows up for some Xfinity races, particularly, I guess he's going to try to run as you know many ovals as possible. Sure, um, he'll be he'll be uh, interesting to watch. Yeah, yeah. Colleague has the Cup car, the 16 Cup car, the 31, and uh, and they're a couple Xfinity rides. I mean, they got several potential openings, right? Yeah, they haven't announced anything. Right. Think. So yeah. um, who knows? They could have a whole new look next year. Selling a little. Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And 
sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Let's go to Short Track Insider with Hannah Newhouse. Hello, Short Track Insider friends. Local tracks are finally starting to wrap up their seasons. Unless you're like me and you live in the South, then it seems race season genuinely just never ends. We will find a way to race all season long, whether that is indoors or we just head down to Florida. But either way, regular series and seasons are starting to wind down in their championship chases as we see tracks and series across country start to crown those champions. So let's start with a little bit of a recap over the weekend. The World 100, which is one of Dirt Late Model's crown jewel races, took place at the famed Eldora Speedway over the weekend. There was a ton of eyes on the race going into it for the prestige that just simply comes with being a World 100 winner. And it was shaping up to be a battle of two of the hottest drivers right now in Dirt Late Model Racing, being Ricky Thornton Jr. and Bobby Pierce, each leading in their respective series, and of course just topping the charts in wins. But when Saturday's feature rolled around, both of them faced some misfortune. So that lined up a interesting battle between the young gun of Hudson O'Neill and then the veteran of Jonathan Davenport. And when it came down to it, Huddy outdueled Davenport on a late race restart and captured his first World 100 win while also bringing his car owner, Mark Richards, the first World 100 win for the Rocket One House car, which if you follow Dirt Late Model Racing, seeing that Rocket One House car in victory lane has been a long time coming. Also, the Cars Tour made their second visit to New River All-American Speedway down in Jacksonville, North Carolina over the weekend, where Brendan Queen was looking to defend his win from earlier in the season uh, when they visited there in March for the Battle at the Borders. Uh, After playing the tire conservation strategy just right because that track extremely abrasive, Queen found himself under fire from the veteran of Ronnie Bassett Jr. in those closing laps. And man, if you saw the videos on social, the two swapped some door panel donuts back and forth coming to the checkered before eventually Queen was able to get the edge and get back to victory lane at New River All-American Speedway. And lastly, the World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars were over at Silver Dollar Speedway for three days for the prestigious Gold Cup. And this three-day race fell smack in the middle of a three-week West Coast swing for the Outlaws. And honestly, a big point of the whole weekend is the seller of the incredible atmosphere. I mean, they've got the return of the bikini contest, uh, which, you know, is a trophy girl contest. There's the glow party. And then, of course, the great racing that comes out there as the California guys uh, mix it up with the Outlaws. So it was two preliminary nights that led into Saturday's big race where 17-year-old Corey Day was able to lead the field from green to checkered, capture his first World of Outlaw win. And it was definitely uh, an emotional one in front of his home state crowd, of course, Day being from Clovis, California. I think this is just the first of many for that young driver who continues to turn heads in the world of sprint car racing. 
I think that sets up a pretty easy segue, though, into what to look forward to this weekend because, man, a busy schedule across all aspects of racing this upcoming weekend. Uh, But that'll segue us into the World of Outlaws wrapping up their West Coast swing. They head to Hanford, California to King Speedway on Friday night. And then they'll head over to Placerville Speedway. Still one on my bucket list that I feel like I need to get to. But they'll be at Placerville uh, in Placerville, California on Saturday. The Extreme Outlaw Midgets presented by Toyota also have a three-day Illinois swing coming up this weekend. They'll start it off at Jacksonville Speedway in Jacksonville, Illinois on Friday. They'll then head over to Highland Speedway in Highland, Illinois on Saturday before finishing it up at Red Hill Raceway on Sunday in Sumner, Illinois. Both of the World of Outlaw races and, of course, all three extreme races, as always, can be watched on Dirt Vision all weekend long. The Lucas Oil Late Models host Late Model Nationals at Knoxville Raceway all weekend long as Late Models take over Sprint Car Capital of the World. I know this race weekend is a lot of a lot of drivers and fans look forward to it. Uh, just you know, bringing Late Models to Sprint Car Country and of course being able to race at the prestiged uh, the prestiged venue that Knoxville is. So all three days of Knoxville can be watched on Flow Racing as as always. The Lucas Oil Late Models can be watched there as well. Now over to some pavement racing for our pavement enthusiasts. The SRL Southwest Tour heads back to one of my favorite racetracks on the planet, uh, that being Irwindale Speedway. And I say this in the best way ever, the track that won't die. Thank goodness. We don't want it to, but man, if you know, you know. But of course, Irwindale Speedway out in California, um, they'll take on that racetrack. All SRL racing can be found on their own streaming platform of SpearsRacing.tv. And then in the past, the Pro All-Star Series alongside the ACT Tour, the American Canadian Tour, um, is also at White Mountain Motorsports Park over the weekend up in Barrie, Vermont. The CRA All-Stars will be over at Toledo in Toledo, Ohio, and can be watched on Racing America, as well as the Northwest Super Late Model Series, who will be at Wenatchee this weekend in Wenatchee, Washington, both of those available on Racing America. And lastly, for some of our modified friends, uh, both pavement and dirt, Actually, the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour is at Riverhead Raceway in Riverhead, New York over the weekend. Uh, they can be watched on Flow Racing. And then you've got the Super Dirt Car Series, uh, which is, of course, big block modifieds over on Dirt. They're at Albany, Saratoga over the weekend for the Malta Massive weekend. And this race being the last chance for those drivers to get a chance to lock in to Super Dirt Week. And as we speak, there's dirt being laid over Oswego Speedway, which, of course, usually a pavement track. Uh, the dirt's being laid down. The stage is being set for Super Dirt Week, which takes place the first week of October and uh super dirt car series as always can be watched on dirt vision that being said guys get out get out there support your local short track support your local drivers as the season starts to wind down and don't worry we'll get you squared away next time here on short track insider All right, that was a great job, Hannah. Always bringing some of the great information from around the country with short track racing scene. Uh, our short track insider is always uh, a great ad, and thank you, Hannah, for the hard work there. Uh, it's time for some Ask Junior. Andrew Curlin's got your questions ready that you've been sending in to Xfinity Racing on Twitter, so let's get started. Yeah, this first question is from Anna. She saw that you were at an antique market, I yeah. guess, or last week. Yeah. Did you get anything good from there? A couple of records. Um, nice. It's funny, man. I went in there. I was a little hungover. <laughs> and uh, so you walk into uh, uh, you, an antique market, man. This is the indoors. Uh, they got all you know the squares for the for the each little store, or maybe the, you know a little roughly the size of this table, maybe twice the size of this table. There's hundreds of them in this building. This is an old mill, uh, the Burlington Factory in Mooresville. I think that was the Burlington Factory. But um, 
they it's this giant you know like a size of a walmart and it's just full of these little stores and every store has something different there's a lot of die cast there's a lot huh. of records uh but there's also a lot of knickknack home stuff right old country sort of um pieces that you might repurpose and use for decorations and knickknacks around your house i don't know but uh amy was looking for a couple of old doorknobs for the western town and i was just kind of uh she just asked me if i wanted to go and i was like hell yeah my wife asked me to go somewhere. Let's go. I'm riding with you. And I don't have to work out or do anything like core class. Right. Or yeah. Freezing <laughs> chambers. Yeah. So um, <laughs> so we went. And, yeah, I've been kind of working on this little record collection I've been talking about. But uh, I was walking around in there, and I was like, oh, first thing I saw, first store with records. I was like, oh, these are cool. Oh, Boz Skaggs. I got to get this Boz Skaggs records good. I'll get that one. Um, and so uh, – Bought a couple records, but as, you know, kind of hung over a little bit. And so I got like 20 minutes into walking around and following Amy, looking for these doorknobs. Uh, and I'm thinking, damn, I don't really want these records. I could probably, hmm. you know, I could, I don't really know if I want to buy these records. They're only like five bucks a piece, but um, I was just thinking, man, I'm carrying these things around. Do I really want these. But then I was so far from that other booth that I couldn't. I was like, I ain't gonna go over there and put them back, right? Yeah, right. Convenient. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Convenient. I'm not gonna stick them in this other guy's booth because yeah. uh, there's and there's so many. Because when I got to walking around, I was like, well, damn, there's records everywhere. Right now, I'm like thumbing through all of it. I'm like, ah, I'm getting down this rabbit hole. I'm gonna walk out of here with like an arm full of records. And then it got really good when I we get toward the door to leave. And there's these uh, booths with all of the retro toys. Oh. Man, I could have stood there for another hour. <laughs> I was I had like a second burst of energy. And I'm standing there looking at all these toys. So like the original Rock'em Sock'em. Uh, you know the, the football games with the metal uh, the vibrating football games where the players like shaking around on the on the little metal. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Of course, Andrew's looking at me. Andrew's looking at me like, no, don't know. So these are like 1970s toys, right? Or, or even earlier, but I remember them. I played with them. So they had those in the box, and it's like, yeah, it's missing this piece or missing that piece. But for the most part, I mean, this stuff is like marked 200, 600 bucks. Whoa! Oh, yes. Wow. Yes. It was like there was some high prices, and so, but which I mean, you're looking at it and you're like, okay, vibrating football game, both teams, everything's there, all the toys, all the parts, six hundred bucks. I mean, I don't know, somebody will buy that. But uh, anyways, the the this these these little booths were full of toys, and you're like, I remember that, I remember that, I remember them, I remember that. They had the uh, WWF wrestling ring, yeah, with the, with like, the Hulk Hogan, yep. And, uh, I, dude, I had that ring, and I had at least 16 wrestlers. I mean, they made right. them all, right? Junkyard dog. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my Rowdy Roddy Piper, like, uh, the color, his peeling off his shirt and stuff. I just remember that for <laughs> whatever reason, right? His shirt, the white. It. Anyways, so uh, <laughs> what other toys? They had so many toys. They had this, uh, they had these, these, they had these two cars that, uh, you you could you could run them into each other and the parts would fly off, and 
and it had a little T-handle that had gears on it. <clears throat> you'd drive that T-handle down through the cars, and you'd pull it out, and the cars would run, and you'd set them on the floor. Oh, and yeah, yeah, them, yeah, yeah. Run them into each other. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. There, I had a there. motorcycle that did that. Yeah, like the Evil Knievel had right. the same sort That's of right. T-handle gear thing. And so all of them are like missing T-handles. Oh, so, well, but anyway, Yeah, but it's like. <laughs> they had G.I. Joe's? Oh, yeah. Peace, oh, yeah. Of course they had those. And uh, baseball cards, man. I was, oh, yeah. I was like, oh man. I was look, okay. Where's the, where's the most expensive ones? What is, what do we have here? Mm-hmm. And then they had uh, unopened boxes of 1987 tops, and you're like, hey, there's gum in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, all of these unopened boxes, and you're like, don't you remember? Oh, you don't remember. No, you remember, like, yeah, it's all getting an unopened box of, like, yeah. 90 Fleer or 90, you know, or 87 Tops and just or 83 Tops and just, like, what's in there? Every pack. Every pack, yeah. And now. And you, and you get that one guy in every pack. Yeah, the right? Barry Bonds. Like, right. Well, now, I would have loved it to have been Barry Bonds. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, it was like. I got a lot of 87 uh, Tops cards. I got a bunch of Is that of the wood grain? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, for whatever reason, I, uh, there was a lot of those for sale when I was collecting and then there was a bunch at this market and uh but I mean okay the, the, I'm sitting there looking at it and I'm like okay if you bought that box would you open it do you leave it unopened this is the part that was always the dilemma about being a baseball card collector and why I couldn't ever the do answer, it. I would always want to I would want to open it right. but you're not supposed to no the ans- well the answer you know in 1992 when I was in school school collecting this stuff uh would be yeah you're gonna open of course find out what's in there but now all these years later would you just leave that box sealed the value goes down if you're trying to resell it you don't open it but Hmm. anyways that's fun the the gum the gum if if you thought it was like chewing cardboard back then imagine what it would be like today (laughs) yeah so i used to collect baseball cards uh when i was 16 17 when i was finishing up high school And so that was probably ninety one, ninety two, and I was eating the gum out of the yeah. out of the eighty seven boxes. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, me and you. Both. It had this weird transition of, okay, stick of gum turns into powder and then back into gum somehow. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but it had this weird moment where it was powder f- for a little bit. Yep, very powdery, and then back to gum. Right, <laughs> it didn't care. <laughs> You know, it says it's 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 coated with asbestos. Don't care. Got to chew it. Yeah. <laughs> Barry Bonds. Yeah, that's right. I'll have to go find some and try some yeah. just so I can relate. Yeah. Uh, this next question coming from Nick. He actually, this is a multiple choice. Uh, you must choose one job. You start tomorrow. Either elementary school teacher, doctor slash nurse, architect, or accountant. God. Ooh. <laughs> All right, not doctor nurse. So what's the other? What's left? Uh, elementary school teacher, architect, or accountant. Accountant sounds terrible. A lot of numbers involved. <laughs> right? It's definitely in between yeah. elementary school teacher and <laughs> architect. Architect, probably architect. I mean, I took drafting class, um, so I'm pretty much an architect. Anyways. Being an architect yeah. at racetracks. I drew. I used to draw race cars right. as a kid, so yeah, I'm I'm highly qualified as an architect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty much an architect. Yeah, I'm pretty much has his degree. Yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted to tell people I was an architect. Um, what would it be building? Huh? What if Mike was an architect? 
Wrong answers. Wrong only. answers only. What does he build? <laughs> uh, the plumbing and empty each building. Uh, plumbing pipes. Like yeah. a deer fun center. Deer stand. Mike builds a fun center. Mike builds a fun center. Yeah, you know, kind of like those big trampoline and kid places where the kids are. It's trampolines and and uh, swings and all kinds. It's all. What is these places? I don't know. Sounds amazing. Have you? There's <laughs> one in Mooresville. Huh? Like a trampoline park? Kind of, but like they that? have it's. It's they have more than just trampolines. They have like these big pits you can jump into, foam yeah. pits. It's, it's like a, and swings and yeah. and and zip lines and like where was this when I was a kid? My kids are you know you take and and you go in there and they give you these special socks to yeah, put on with the yeah, grippies. Yeah, and there's like kids everywhere of all ages. <laughs> there's like even two year olds running around. You're like, whoa, hey, this is a little <laughs> dangerous. <clears throat> no. No, I mean, yeah, I, I, I take my, kid my kids in there. to them. Yes, I know. What I don't know the answer to where were those when you were a I kid. Take my, that, they weren't around. Mike. No, you didn't have them either. No, we went to roller skate. That's what we, we went did, to roller. I guess. Yeah, that and laser tag. Remember laser tag? Yeah. 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 Why did those go away? They no, were, I they think were they're gr- still around. They're still around. Yeah. Yeah. You sure? I don't know. He's I feel right. like I've been I, to laser I, tag I, I, I recently. In the last five years, I went to a one of those you know arcades with the, all that stuff. They did have a laser tag. Laser run. tag yeah. was was fun. Yeah, good times. Yeah. Uh, we got time for one more. This one comes from Andy. Obviously, yesterday was September 11th. There are a lot of stories that I I read on Twitter, and obviously the comeback, the the first race back being at Dover, you won that. Do you remember the emotions of that race, especially afterwards? Um, well, <clears throat> yeah, I was just, uh, I, sh- I was just, I uh, put a picture of, uh, us in victory lane in, <clears throat> um, I put a picture of us in victory lane on my Instagram story and I was just looking at that photo going, man, victory lanes were something back then. Cause we're, I'm standing on the roof of the car <laughs> which you'd never do today, right? And and not that we did it a lot back then, but I'm standing up on the roof of the car just upright as hell with a volleyball in one hand and a beer in another <laughs> and a big giant American flag behind me stuck in the uh, in the adjustment in the jack post adjustment of the of the car. And um there's like little the little American flags which everyone had in their hand at the start of that race laying here and there, right? Um on the car and so forth the team and everybody around. I mean, it's just a cool photo. Um, I'll, to, I, uh, we, everyone, I don't know, none of us knew what to do when all that happened and how to get back, right? And everything's, you know, everybody took us, everybody just said full stop. We need this, we need to, we need to think this through. <clears throat> nothing's really that important right now. And so, um, but eventually, right, you gotta, you gotta find your way back to, to some normalcy. I think everybody at some point after you stop and reflect and sort of take account of what's going on, you, everybody does want things to, you know, to every, everybody does have to go back to work, go back to life, go back to being a parent or whatever it is, right. Go back to racing. <clears throat> and so, um, you were a bit apprehensive about how to do that. Um, going to the racetrack, it's super quiet in the pits in the garage on Friday. Um, everybody was just not not sure how to respond or be. Um, but I'm telling you, man, when we got to the 
pre-race, uh, before like during as the anthem's about to happen and the anthem does happen, um, I'll never forget the feeling of uh, patriotism and and just all. It was there's these moments when you're in a place where everyone in there there's where there's there'll be these moments in your life where you go somewhere where there's thousands of people and everyone is on the same page yeah everyone is like-minded like a lot of times you go to sporting events and there's the home team and the away team and you know someone's going to be happy and someone will be disappointed but there's in certain moments in life where you'll go somewhere where everyone's on the same page and that was that that was the way that was it's just a really great feeling um and so as the you know we get the race going car's great and you when you win we win the race um i don't know we all were like okay yeah you know we're we're gonna we're uh you know we're gonna this this felt right this felt good you know because you didn't know when you got back to racing and got back to doing what it was going to be like what it was going to feel like was it going to matter were you going to care about it the same? Um, and so it was uh, – I felt, too, I tell, I say this, I felt so lucky to be the one that won mm. Yeah. in that in that moment because I knew that no matter who won, they were going to honor the country and honor the moment the best they could in their own way. And we didn't have a plan because we didn't – we don't we don't go – you know, you're, you're a bit superstitious in the way of, like, I'm not going to – I'm not going to have, uh, you know, this plan when I win this race because that, you know, we just weren't like that. Um, but we win the race, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a donut best I can on the banking of the front straightaway without sliding down in the inside wall. Joey, who is uh, was working w- with our team at the time and is currently my pilot. He was Brad Kozlowski's pilot several years ago. He's Brad's spotter for several years. He worked with my dad as a pilot and a spotter. Um, he's been around forever. He comes running. He comes jumping across pit road and and comes out there and meets me at the car with the flag. That was just spot spontaneous. I I had I just kind of, you know, they're talking to me over the radio that it's coming, and so I'm like, okay. Um, and then I'm like, oh, I got to make sure that this doesn't touch the ground, right? Yeah. This is a, so when you're the one thing I'll say, uh, we're getting in the weeds a little bit, but I've. Uh, when you put a flag in the car, a big flag of any kind, and you start moving, that thing is trying to exit the vehicle, right? It <laughs> yeah. is. There's no mount or anything, right, for it, and you can't. It can, you know, the flagpole can kind of shift an angle in that in the in the in the door bars and whatever. And if you're not careful, it can end up on the ground. And so I knew um, that that was un, un, uh, 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 you know something I needed to avoid in that specific moment. Um, so I'm making sure I've got that thing wedged in there good and I'm not going to go too fast. Um, but, uh, you know, we go to victory lane, uh, coincidentally, that was the volleyball, uh, castaway. Mm. Uh, so I told Tony, we were racing at Darlington and I had a really bad, um, Mike's going to get the volleyball. Um, we were racing at Darlington or somewhere and this is it. Dover 2001, this also uh, was in the car at Talladega. Huh. Yeah. 
Um, anyways, this is the volleyball. And so, <clears throat> Castaway is a big movie. I thought Castaway was great. I'm so fascinated. I know we're going long here, but <laughs> I'm so fascinated by um, by what 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 ha- you know, be- Castaway stories. Anybody lost at sea? It's fascinating, right? To be found and, and rescued. Um, so of course I like that movie. I would tell. <laughs> I told Tony Jr. at Darlington or somewhere race, and I said I was getting annoyed at Tony Jr. He wasn't talking to me. I was like telling him about the car, and he's not responding. He's he's writing it down or talking to the other crew members about adjustments he wants to make. But I wanted him to go. I hear you, and he wouldn't. And I said, "Damn it, man! Just tell me ten four. All I need you to do mm-hmm. is acknowledge that you heard me. It pisses me off when you don't. I feel like I'm on an island. I'm all by myself out here, like a castaway." And so <clears throat> I get in the car for that race at Dover, and we're it's a 500-mile race, I believe. might be a 400-miler. I think it was a 400-miler. 400 laps. Yeah. I'm halfway through the race, at least 150 laps in. And I said something over the radio, and Tony Jr. goes, well, why don't you ask Wilson? I asked some question or said something, and he goes, why don't you just ask Wilson? And I was like, what in the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like, that's what the first thought in my mind was like, what is he talking about? That's weird. And I, I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, look over. Do you not see it? And I did not see it. They had this volleyball tie wrapped in the car right next to me. <laughs> it had been there when I got in. I never saw it. And so this thing was tie wrapped over in the passenger seat right next to the damn seat. And uh, <clears throat> I could have touched it. And uh, But I never saw it. Got in the car, buckled in, started the race, ran 150 laps, and had no clue it was in there. And I look over, and I'm like, damn, what'd y'all put that in there for? And he goes, oh, well, you told us you was out on an island. We figured we'd give you some friends. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, he's there making a big damn joke. And so we win the race, and, and uh, they pull it out of the car and hand it to me while it's climbed up on the roof. And I think they brought, and they must, you know, they put it in the car. They said, hey, it was such good luck. We'll keep it in the car. And so I think it rode, it's got that on their Talladega, Talladega. 2001, too. Wow. <clears throat> so. Dang. Eventually, uh, Wilson was put on the shelf. But that's the story. Anyways, man, it was just, it was a fabulous experience, you know, winning that race and, and being in Victor Lane and everybody, um, uh, finally we were smiling and happy and um yeah i mean it's a great it's a great memory good stuff yep lots of good stories today on ash jr all right it's time for flying lap uh presented to you by birch gold group uh for today's flying lap we've got two how many clips Two. Two clips, all right? A couple things that have been going on uh, in the Dirty Mo Media family. Uh, first clip is... Speed Street. All right, let's see what the boys at Speed Street are talking about. Yeah, and it's that's kind of interesting, especially in, in your sport, right, with with the Indy cars. It's like you're seen as, like, the person, like, oh, it's, it's just Connor. But, you know, the pit stop crew, right, they couldn't... The jack wasn't working or whatever was happening, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, threw the whole race off. Like, that happens. And if you look at our game that we just played, you know our offense we scored 34 points and if you if you just look at that like oh you scored 34 points that's pretty good but guess what the defense let up 36 the preparation starts so much further back than what the final product has shown 
Uh, but when that final product day is, it's like, okay, this is a test of all of our teams and all of the functionality between everybody. Can we put it together for one final show? And that's what makes, you know, our sport so intense is because everyone's trying to do that. And it's so competitive. And man, it's, it's, it's a sight to see. All right. So the second clip is coming from Dirty Modo. Uh, we're going to check out their five bets to watch this weekend in Bristol. All right, let's get five bets to watch, brought to you by DraftKings. We're going to start with Kyle Busch, eight-time winner at Bristol in Cup, 22 total. The simple question is, Chubb, 12 to 1. Kyle Busch, 12 to 1. Oh, that's my man. That's his man. There's a, there's a bet to watch. Let's also go to some DraftKings, some of our five bets to watch. We're going to go matchups. The real question is, Byron versus Hamlin, the tail of the heavyweights. I'm leaning Byron, Chop. Hamlin. I knew it. You can't go against Chop and Denny Hamlin. That's Byron against Denny Hamlin. Another matchup. This one's going to sting, and this is why I'm asking the professor directly. Truex against Chris Buescher, but you have to take who, professor? Oh, you save this for this? It's got to be Buescher. Got to be Buescher over Truex, and that's from the president of the fan club. We also got some group bets. Let's talk about Chop loves Group D. Reddick, Blaney, Bubba, Gibbs. This is where you're going, Team Penske, Chop? You're on the Blaney train? I'm on Blaney. All right, he's on the Blaney train. I like that. I like that a lot. And I think the last one we need to talk about for the fifth and final DraftKings, five bets to watch. We're going to take Allgaier plus 280. He's so fast at Bristol. The man has only won there once in his life. Surely he has a second win coming. There's five bets to watch brought to you by DraftKings. That is the Flying Lap presented by Birch Gold Group. Text Dell Jr. to 989898 and speak to the rep to get your free info kit on gold. By the way, if you invest in gold by October 31st, you can earn a gift card worth up to $500 to the Dirty Mo Media Junior Nation retail store. All right, man, that was a lot of fun, Mike. Great show. Hey, um, I just found in my inner internet Twitter feed. Do you call it Twitter or X? I can't I, get used to calling it X. No, I call it Twitter. Twitter, yeah. I'll probably always do that. Get yeah, a creature of habit, right? Yeah. Heartburn um, turn. <clears throat> Heartburn turn. Right. I, somebody sent me a link to a houseboat in my Twitter feed, and it is the houseboat that I've been uh, looking at. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> and I texted it to you. Oh, did you? Yeah, open it in your iPad so you can see big picture. All right. Tell me what you think about this thing. It's pretty big. 47 foot. Gibson, 2001. Looks amazing. <laughs> it does. I'm not going to lie. There's like a little bunk room underneath the steering. I'm looking. I'm looking at it. Wouldn't the girls love that? They would. Not just the girls. <laughs> the employees. No, no. <laughs> Dirty Mo Media just found a houseboat, y'all. What if we wanted to go buy it? We get in a bidding war with Dell. <laughs> I'm about damn close to pulling the trigger, man. Really? Yes. I can't stand it. I don't know why I can't just let this go. Amy got to say so in she this? Like, she's seen it. She don't mind it. You sure? She don't care. I mean, it's really cheap. It is cheap right. for a houseboat. Yeah. So much so that. You should take a look at it. Oh, I will take make a look. Sure I'm not going to just order it like a, a pizza. It's got a reason. I'm not just going to order it like a uh, go to the fast food and look on the board up there. Yeah, give me that cheeseburger. <laughs> that <laughs> looks good. You've done it before. 
Hmm. What What am I looking at? That car. You, you bought that car right there without looking and at it. And it's the real deal. You, you found out later. <laughs> Instinct. <laughs> my spidey God. my spidey instincts one, one of the qualities of a blue <laughs> <laughs> it's in my thing man read it great instinct big old big old wheel like kind of like it's uh i want it yeah man. yeah i that want was, it you, i want it you, you have fun with that i'm gonna have to send son and the boys after uh to look at it yeah there's a little bunk room it's on that's below the steering mm-hmm. i was looking at the bathroom i should have sent it to everybody so they could all enjoy this too. It's probably probably have you're really enjoying this, so right. Yeah, you've lost me for the rest of the show. You know, <laughs> just go ahead and close it down. I'm looking at all right now. I got to resist the temptation to get into the, get into another houseboat. If that's what you needed out of me, you you sent it to the wrong person because I'm going to encourage mm-hmm. it. The one I had, I mean, <laughs> it was like a '06 or something. It's funny, is that it somebody that- on Twitter sent this to you? I know. They're like, hey, check this out. I'm like, damn, that's the one I've been looking at. Yeah. I mean, I've been looking at this thing for a couple months, just, you know, casually just hanging around the house and just open it up and just go, man, I need to look at that boat again. Hey, it's in Chattanooga, my old hometown. Yeah. A little road trip. See the high school boat. You go check out the boat for me. I I will. Go check my boat out. I will. Or this boat. This will give me a reason to go Go. go check out people. So go see my boat. See my buddies. Hey everybody, let's go check out this boat. Yeah, give give the boat a good once over. I will. And if it smells, let me know. I'll tell you. If, if it, it has smells. cigarette smell or something weird, we don't want it. This right? boat looks like there's been a cigarette smoked on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. So the story is, is it has, it's owned by a handful of people. Like it's owned by like a trio that have sort of they 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 all own a part of it. And it's very well taken care of, from what I can tell. Yeah, but if it smells like a damn ashtray, we don't want that. Well, can't you do something about that? I mean, like, would that be a deal breaker? Yeah. Okay. I'm moving on. It's baked in. Yep, it's baked in. Good point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I need you to go see, Mike. Can you? Yes. Really? Yes. This weekend? No, we're going to be in Bristol. Damn. But maybe we leave Bristol and go, you go. to Chattanooga. Sunday. Hey, if any of my high school buddies are listening, party Sunday at the houseboat. See you there. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see the underneath? It's clean. Never mind. We need to end this show. Do we? Uh, um, (laughs) Everybody, thanks for tuning in. A lot of fun this week. Hope you're enjoying the shows. We're working hard. We're trying to give you some good stuff. And um, we're going to Bristol. We're going to have some fun behind the wheel. Hopefully, we're smiling when we come back, and we'll talk all about it. Y'all have a great week and weekend. We'll see ya. Check out Dirty Mo Media. Check out Dirty Mo Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. <laughs>